Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the first mini-sode of History of the MCU, the podcast that covers anything and everything MCU-related. I'm one of your hosts, Jake, but you probably know me as Lord Anarchy or Lord of Thunder. And I am the migraine madwoman, the blood boiler, the dragon of purgatory chasm, queen of the seven hells, mother of demons, Jenny motherfucking Mac. Oh, as always, I fucking love you. So as you may have heard in my little intro there, these are going to be mini-sodes. They will not be nearly as long as our regular episodes, and we'll just be discussing the most recent MCU news and maybe every once in a while a random theory or two. Uh, But we'll see how it goes. So today, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. This came out, I think, a week and a half or like two weeks ago. But it's been rumored now that Chris Evans is definitely coming back or is at least in negotiations to come back as Cap. This makes me... Cap, arguably the best Chris. He's a Boston boy. That's why we love him so much. So my brother actually met him one time and was more excited about the chick that Chris Evans was with. She was like a cheerleader on Friday Night Lights or something. And I was like, yo, you met Captain America and you talking about cheerleaders from a TV show, bro. Come on, do better. That's Captain America. He was like, yo, some short white dude was with her. I was like, yo, you not talk about Chris Evans like that. No, sir. Don't do it. I will not tolerate Chris Evans slander on the timeline in my life or virtually. Thank you. And good night. whatsoever. So Chris Evans tweeted that day when the trades were all talking about it that he knew nothing about it. But actors all the time in the MCU are like, oh, yeah, I don't know anything they're talking about. The most recent one was... She-Hulk. What is... Yeah, I cannot think of... What's her name that's playing She-Hulk? Yeah, she said that she definitely wasn't playing She-Hulk. And then on Investor Day, they were like, oh, yeah, she's uh, she's for certain playing She-Hulk. Yeah, so I don't put a whole lot of of stock in him tweeting that um, he's not back. But, I mean, of of course, I guess that is a possibility. The first thing that I heard was that it may be just a one-movie deal or a one-project deal. But I've recently read things that said it may be up to a three-movie arc or a three-project arc. So that really opens up the possibilities of what it might be. I've heard rumors that... Well, I do know that Disney Plus has a Nomad project mm-hmm. in development, which in the comics is when Cap is kind of off doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. He goes by Nomad, and that's the name that he got when they were doing the Secret Avengers stuff in between Civil War and Infinity War. So there's a possibility that we could get something along those lines. I have really fun. Yeah, I have also heard that. It may be John Walker, U.S. agent, that ends up taking the Nomad mantle, but that would be after the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so we'll have to see how the events of that show play out. I heard Hydra Cap, and that he's involved in the multiverse arc, and it'll be resolved through a handful of different movies. There is a comic book version where there's an old Cap who is heavily involved with S.W.O.R.D., so there's the potential that we could have old Cap back in the MCU and that he is at some high-ranking level in S.W.O.R.D. I think that's probably the least likely. I think we probably get some kind of multiverse version of him or some kind of throwback. I really want Hydra Cap, but I need y'all to make Hydra Cap, like, act like Chris Evans did in Knives Out. I feel like Hydra Cap would do a lot of stuff with his shirt off. And I need him to be, like, fully bearded the entire time. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and imagine him in some... And imagine him in black and red instead of blue and red. Yeah. 
But they you know those are my fucking colors too. So you know, yeah. I I'm I'm all for Hydra captains of black and red. What's going on in here on the video right now. Yeah, definitely. You know, I love that. With my Van Halen Coke mirror and boobies. <laughs> we'll we'll clip this and put this on uh on Twitter for a little Yeah, after I day. fucking beautify it because your girl could not be bothered today. <laughs> nope. But yeah, so we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for some more Captain America potential return news uh moving forward. The next piece that I've that I've, I'm really interested in is it's even Elizabeth Olsen, I believe, made a comment that she could potentially show up in Spider-Man three. There's no indication whatsoever as to what her role might be in it. It could be just a small cameo. It could be that she has something to do. I mean, obviously, she's going to have something to do with the multiverse, but something to do with the multiverse and the villain showing up in Spider-Man three. Or if, you know, it ends on good terms in WandaVision, her and Strange could be combating whatever the fallout is from the events of WandaVision. But I mean, with it being the multiverse, it sent, it definitely makes sense that she may show up there. So I'm excited to see if we do end up getting to see her in another movie because after what we've gotten in WandaVision, I do think that she'll be a focal point moving forward. And I want her to be a focal point move, moving forward because it's been a lot of fun delving even with just a little bit of information that we've gotten in WandaVision, getting to delve more into Wanda and her psyche and some of her backstory and stuff. So the next piece, this actually, I saw an update on this today. Black Widow may or may not be getting delayed again. And according to, I think it was THR, said that Disney intends on moving forward with a theatrical release for Black Widow. I think we're to the point now where we do have the option for them to potentially push Shang-Chi back to like August or September and push Black Widow back to the July 9th slot that Shang-Chi has. Or excuse me, Shang-Chi. I keep saying Shang-Chi. That's not how you pronounce it, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there by the time. It comes. Um, by the time we have to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely. Your goal. So there's there is potential to move the movies without altering the phase for movie schedule. But if you move Black Widow and push one of the four slated MCU movies out of 2021 and into 2022, at that point, you've thrown off the entire movie slate for phase four and you've got to redo everything. And with the shows already coming out, phase four is already progressing and moving forward. It's already kicked off. So I don't really think there's a whole lot of wiggle room to continue to push these movies back. I personally think they should go ahead and do the hybrid release right now, drop it on Disney Plus, even if Disney goes ahead with their premiere access thing where HBO Max is just giving everything to us. If you've got the Max subscription, you might have to play, I think it was an extra 30 or $40 to get access to Mulan. For Black Widow, uh, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and do it because I know I would go and see it multiple times in theaters anyways and would end up spending more than $40. So. For me, it is what it is, but I could understand how somebody that's just sitting at home and it's just them not wanting to pay $40 for that movie and just waiting three months for it to be available on Disney Plus because that's what happened with Mulan. But I think they should go ahead and do the hybrid release and then once theaters are viable again, go ahead and then do a very long theatrical run and try and recoup whatever money you can at that point. Because if people have seen it and they enjoyed it, they're going to want to go and see it on the big screen when they get a chance. But Sure. There's no way in hell I'm going to be caught in the theater in May. I'm not going to get the vaccine by then. And I, I love Black Widow. I'm so excited for her to get her solo movie. I really want to be able to support it in theaters, but I can't see risking my health, even if it's a minimal risk to go and see that movie. No, no 
worth it. So I think they need to go ahead and do the hybrid release and then do a longer theatrical run, but we'll see if that's what they end up doing. That just keeps getting the fucking boot, man. Yes. And it sucks because she's getting the short end of the, the, the shaft, shaft here. Yeah. yeah, because it it would have done well had it came out. I mean, the last time we got marketing material for Black Widow was March 9th, 2020. So we're literally at almost a year since the last time we've had marketing for Black Widow. We were two months shy of the movie's release. Like, there was a lot of debate at the time whether or not they were going to go ahead and release it in May because that was the beginning of the pandemic and everything. But then they started talking about the little bit of lockdown stuff we had over here in the States. And it just sucks because it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. And now there's a potential that it may not even get the theatrical release that I really think it deserves. But I really do think that interest with the general audience is starting to wane at this point and that you can't wait much longer or it's really just not going to do well. So I think they just need to go ahead and bite the bullet and put it out. The pandemic has thrown so much into disarray that you're going to have to do some unprecedented things at some point. And I think this is probably going to be one of the things that Disney's going to have to end up end up going and going ahead and doing. Speaking of 2022 releases, Michael Douglas has recently said that Ant-Man 3 is supposed to come out in 2022. Woo! Yeah. So they're supposed to start filming here pretty soon. Um, I think it's the end of March, maybe. If they were to begin filming in March, there is potential that they could make a February 2022 release. We'd kind of be pushing it, but Marvel has had a, a history of releasing movies in February in the past. What I really think is going to end up happening, I've been tweeting about it a lot. I do a little phase four update whenever we get changes to the dates and stuff. I've had Blade slotted as the October 7th, 2022 movie. There's nothing officially scheduled to be released then, but Disney still has a slot for an October 7th, 2022 release for an untitled Disney Plus, or not Disney Plus, an untitled Marvel Studios movie. I've been thinking Blade for the longest, but at this point now, I think it makes a lot of sense to go ahead and put Ant-Man 3 there, Quantumania, and that allows us to have the movie before. Jenny's making a face because she just read the rest of the notes, I think. I I just had a very strange epiphany. Okay, okay. Well, let me let me finish. So I think we might get it before Captain Marvel 2 because I think you're going to see Captain Marvel assemble probably the Young Avengers and the Thunderbolts in that movie as a whole bunch of the heroes are probably going to be captives of the scrolls at the time. So I think we've got to get the young Avengers introduced before Captain Marvel too. So I'm really thinking we'll probably end up getting that movie in February or October of 2022, but I am very, very excited for quantum mania. Yeah. What, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, of course I think that quantum mania is going to have a huge bearing on a lot of things for the MCU, but I had a really strange epiphany <laughs> about blade. So Blade exists in the MCU. Blade also exists in the universe that what we do in the shadows is in. And uh, it just makes me happy to know that the what we do in the shadows vampires exist in the same universe as our favorite team of fuck shit uppers. I'm really curious what they're going to do with Blade and what they're going to have. Well, I have a theory about how they introduce the monsters into the MCU universe and it's tied to the Eternals. So I'll save that till we get to the Eternals preview episode. Actually, speaking of, that's a good segue down to recently. I don't know. I think it. this is a comment that Kevin Foggy made a while ago, but Chloe Zhao has been getting some, 
accolades for her last release. And I, off the top of my head, I don't have it here in the notes and I can't think of it. But Kevin Feige said that Chloe Chow had the best pitch for Eternals and it's one of the best pitches he's ever heard. Ooh. Yeah. And so the, they had two other people pitch the movie and, but said that Chloe just had a really good grasp of the, the multi-millennial spanning story. And then just, even though it's a huge epic story and you're dealing with beings that have crazy cosmic powers that she made, she's made it very intimate. The other big one is Love and Thunder started filming yesterday. Nothing real big on that front with the exception that it looks like they're building Gore's homeworld in Sydney, one of the, the big parks in Sydney right now. There are some set photos that I'll make sure to put on the history of the MCU and um, my personal Twitter accounts. But you can definitely see that they're building an alien world. And so that looks like that's where Gore is going to come from. So they're definitely in full swing with that. Jamie Alexander is down in Australia. So Sif is definitely back. I'm very excited for Lady Sif to be back. I love her so mm-hmm. much. R- wildly yeah, underutilized. Watiti wanted her in Ragnarok as well. But she had scheduling conflicts. Mm. And honestly, I'm kind of glad that she wasn't in Ragnarok because the way that the Warriors, the way that the Warriors three just got killed off, if they had done my girl Sif like that, ooh, I would have been fighting everybody. Yeah. Everyone. So I'm really excited for her to come back. All of the Guardians of the Galaxy are down there. Sean Gunn actually just got down there. I think he was the last one. He does all the mocap work for Rocket. I think I may have read somewhere that James Gunn might be down there too, but I, I don't know if I saw the last name gun and and didn't pay attention to the first name but that was one thing they did on infinity war especially on infinity war not so much in endgame since the guardians weren't in it as much but james gunn was brought in to do the dialogue for the guardians of the galaxy scenes in infinity war so that they had the same vibe and feel that they had from their movies nice so even if he's not down there now, I'm sure that Watsidi and him have consulted and I'm sure that he'll be down there at some point. I don't know. I know that he's doing, what is it, Peacemaker, I think, with uh, John Cena that's going to spin off from the Suicide Squad. So he may have his hands full right now and may not actually be in Australia, but he'll probably be down there sometime soon. We got one other little piece before we get to our last little piece of news, which is <laughs> silly. <laughs> It's been rumored that if Morbius and Venom don't do well, that the parent company of Sony Entertainment, Sony Japan, is going to make Sony Entertainment sell the Spider-Man rights back to Marvel Studios. So I wasn't really super excited to go see Morbius or Venom 2, and they keep getting pushed back. I didn't see Venom in theaters. Doubt I'm going to see Venom 2 in theaters now or Morbius. I'll just catch them when they come out. Because I would much prefer that Marvel gets all of the rights back to Spider-Man and has all of their characters under the Marvel Studios banner. I know that some people won't care for that, but I don't particularly care. I want them all back because I don't want to have to worry about the shit we went through last. Was it last summer or the summer before that? When they we thought the deal was two two summers ago, we thought the deal was Mm going to fall through. I just don't want to have to deal with that again. And I also really, 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 really want a Spider-Man Disney Plus show where he just runs around and does neighborhood shit. And there's no way that we'll ever get that if Sony and Disney have to to work through that, the negotiation of rights and stuff. So I kind of hope that Venom and Morbius both bomb at the box office and that we get Spider-Man back at home and at Marvel Studios. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, go ahead. I was scrolling on Twitter and saw this shit. And, and yeah, Jenny's we're going to end with a, a fluff. Real excited piece, to talk about will. this one. <laughs> okay, there you go. You got your segue. You got your segue. I did it. 
Let's go. Uh, yeah, so I saw you talking a little bit about weirdo Joss Whedon, which I think yep. is what I want to call him now, and yeah. how he was pretty adamant for a while about showing Vision's dick. Yes, in 100%. what when he was created in Ultron. in Age of Ultron, yeah, you know when he kind of jumps out of the the cradle um, yeah. that made the body, yeah. At that point, when we got the frontal shot of him, like we would have saw, we would have seen Vision's dick. Yeah, Paul Bettany actually did on some WandaVision presses before the show came came out, talked about Vision's dick and confirmed that mm-hmm. it can change density and size and shape, and that it is purple like the rest of him. My number is seven seven. <laughs> <laughs> So we do know that uh, Vision does have a multi-purpose dildo down there, essentially. Mm-hmm. It, the way that you described it, it just sounds an awful lot like something that's under my bathroom sink right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. And it can, like, how you've got all the different assorted shapes and sizes. Yeah. Vision can just change his at will. So, you know, you could be in the middle of getting it, and then he could just switch it up. You know what I'm saying? It hit you with a little One of those ones, too. Yeah. Y'all should see Jenny's face thinking about this. We're recording the Skype this time, so that's definitely going to get emojied on the Discord. Um, But yeah, so Josh Whedon was apparently very adamant about getting, like, concept art of Vision with a penis. (laughs) And one of our friends on Twitter, Devani, she made a comment that it's, I think there's a wide breadth between a director being adamant that they get concept art of of a character just in the nude but naked with their dick hanging and fans like jenny who want to see visions multi-purpose purple dick so i think those are two separate things and josh whedon is a weirdo for wanting it and jenny is just being jenny for wanting it (laughs) i mean if if i was a woman i think i'd probably be jealous of of wanda and what gets to go down in their bedroom too Mm because i mean if you could just change size safe density all that shit who we you could do some things. <laughs> I'm gonna die. I didn't realize I wasn't plugged in. Uh-oh. Oh, well, it's okay. Guys, Jenny Battery is about to die. And that was our last little bit anyway. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up this time. We uh, did it. Yes. The first mini-sode. You can expect these every week. Uh, we hope to see y'all on Monday or Tuesday when we drop the episode for WandaVision episode four. And next week again when we do one of these mini episodes to talk about some more MCU news. We sincerely thank everyone for joining us. The best way for y'all to keep up with us is to follow us over on Twitter at History of the MCU. You can find me personally at Lord underscore Anarchy. You can find me on Twitter at Bloody Baroness, on Instagram at 280BPM Fingerblast. That is not a joke. And we have a new Discord server, uh, but I'm having some issues with those links expiring. So if you'd like to come and join our little community that we're building, shoot me a DM on either of the Twitter accounts and I will send you the invite link. Also, be sure to check out our website, historyofthemcu.com, as we will begin featuring new content on there weekly. And one of these days, I may even get around to posting the detailed breakdowns of all of the Iron Man armors. 